Hello friends, my name is James Hawkins Jones, and as always I'm joined by my good friends Brian Castiglione and Anthony Alessino, as well as my younger brother, Jack Hawkins Jones. On this show we're all about parlays, overs, unders, spreads, and money lines. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Parlay What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Parlez-Vous podcast. Brian Castiglione behind the desk, your boy James Hockenjoes, playing a lot of two-man game this year. That's okay. Jack's at work. Alcino's having – he's going through it. He's going through it today. Let's just say he's having a day. Yeah. Just another chapter in the legacy of Alcino's life. We don't even know he could walk in while we're recording. So maybe, maybe not Alcino later. We don't know what's going on with this man's life. Before we get into it, we lost head coach, college co- coaching legend Mike Leach this morning. Coach practice on Saturday, heart attack Sunday, passed this morning. Really? Is that what happened? I was trying to read up on it today at work. Didn't really have much time. Is what I sent to you true by chance? Or? Pioneer the air raid offense. Right. Okay. So that is true. Yes. Interesting. So what's good with, I mean, I should know more honestly, but what's really good with him? He's just a really good college football head coach. Okay. He's like one of there's he's one of these guys like Bill Murray where there's all these stories and legends about him of interactions people have had with him. Here's one story I saw on Twitter today. Mike Leach once told a player that he's probably never going to play ever on the field for the team, but he'd love to have him as a coach as a student coaching assistant. Really? Kid freaked out, said no, absolutely not, left, came back to practice, took the job. That was Lincoln Riley. You know Lincoln Riley, head coach. He coached Baker and Kyler at Oklahoma. Yeah, I was going to say the name sounds very familiar. And now he's coaching over at SC. That's awesome. Yeah. He's uh, another, like, young, one of the young offensive geniuses in, in college coaching right now, Lincoln the Riley. coming up into the NFL slowly. I don't know if Lincoln Riley ever come because no. look at the guys he's won Heismans and put in the NFL so far. Right. Baker Mayfield. Jalen Hurts, yeah, Kyler Murray. Yeah. Like, Jalen, favorite, favorite to win the MVP right now. Yeah. Looking good so far. But I also saw today, I'm holding all of my stock on the Alabama quarterbacks are bad take. Before we, I want to do a quick little moment of silence for Coach Leach. Rest in peace to a legend. So, but I wanted to do that before we went on a tangent right, here. Right, right, right. Um, PFF did, uh, like help quarterback help. Okay. Like how good their help is, their supporting cast is based on receivers, you know, run block win rate or everything based PA, you know, PFF is with the analytics Eagles. Number one, Jalen hurts 86.5 or 85.6%. Yeah. But you knew that the team's tremendously balanced. You know, who's 32, Justin Herbert. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. After watching that Miami game on Sunday night. <laughs> I didn't even watch most of it. I think I went to bed at halftime, I feel like. You was throwing the lights out. Herbert's good. They yeah. just, you know, we said it the, uh, last week. It's the old Phil Rivers all over again deal. I think the big thing with the Herbert this year is, uh, <clears throat> obviously, Keenan Allen's been out for pretty much the first nine to ten weeks of the season. Um, a lot of people forget he did suffer the rib injury literally in week two. And I really don't think that's something that just heals. And then you kind of just 
get over it. Especially Isn't that the story with Keenan Allen though? No, no, no. Isn't oh, yeah, it the no, same no. shit? Right, right. Every I'm talking the rib injury was Herbert. Year. Allen was his hamstring. But yeah, it is. It you know what it is? It, it, it it's weird. A lot of people say that, but he he really hasn't missed that many games. But this year he's missed a decent amount. I think a lot of his his injuries are he shows up for a game and then winds up not coming back out. It's either him or Mike Williams. Yeah, missing games. They're never always together. But when they are, I mean, you see what happens. Yeah, but yeah. you know. <laughs> Say it every week, week in and win it week out. The yeah. best ability in sports is availability. And Mike Mike Dobb, incredible when he plays. Keenan yeah. Allen. I think, I mean, Alessino has been saying this for years, that he has no sixth gear. And as he's Keenan creeping Allen's into good. what? Keenan Allen's good. He's a good receiver. No, he is good, yeah. but he doesn't really have that sixth gear, like getting open down the field. Yeah. Not getting open, but you know what I mean. Like turning on the burners, which like right. as he approaches, he's and he's open very a lot. Physical, he gets like, open. He yeah. runs very good routes. Keenan Allen is no bum. But no. when he's not on the field and then you never know what's going on with Mike Dub, then it gets rocky after that. Right. We're going to a guy's named Trey McKitty. Yeah. DeAndre Carter. Yeah, Trey McKitty's a charter, right? I'm not just making uh, that up. I don't know. I think he that's a tight end. It's been a lot of Joshua Palmer, a lot of uh, DeAndre Carter when they were out, kind of just shuffling back and forth. Um, is Guyton still on that team? Guyton got hurt. Guyton tore his ACL, I thought, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. No, it's like Josh Palmer. They they run all these weird Gerald Everett, yeah. Trey McKitty. Who's the other? They run like three tight ends a lot, rotate them in and out. Eckler's still there, still doing his thing. Yeah, Eckler does what Eckler yeah. does. Matt Filer's been terrible. They lost Rashawn Slater, the left tackle for the year. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line is not good. Yeah. They're not great on defense. They've never I been on defense, I think the jury might be out on um Staley, honestly. Like Yeah, I mean it's I don't know. It he like he he keeps the team like just good enough where they're not doing terrible, but they're not winning. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they're not they're not getting to the playoffs. They're not like they're competing, but they're not getting anywhere past where they are every year. It feels like, and it just feels like they're not a well-coached team. I would that, let's yeah. see if you can pull up the like ranks by penalties. Like who's the most penalized by flags and yardage? Oh, you know what? I actually knew this a couple of weeks ago. Because I'd like to see where they fall on this list. Pull it up real quick. Let me see. Speak, speaking of things that we talk about every They're fucking... actually fourth. Fourth highest? Fourth well, highest. Fourth high, most penalized team it's in the, the league. LA Chargers. By yards or penalties or both? Um, Right now, it looks like it's ranking by yards. Okay. Um, Let me see. Number one's Atlanta. It goes Atlanta, Houston, Cincinnati, Chargers, Rams. Um, Let me see if I can actually find like the amount. And of those teams, we're talking about one playoff team, and they have Joe Burrow, who's a very good quarterback. I don't know if I'm ready to say top five yet, but Joe Burrow is that dude. Total flags, highest right now. Let's see. It goes Denver, Dallas, Tennessee, Arizona, Las Vegas. So I don't know what's good with the Chargers. Maybe they're just getting more costly penalties. So they're not in the top five in flags thrown, but they're in the top number four in yards. In yards. Yeah, Yeah. dude, that's even worse because that's personal fouls and fucking P.I. calls. 
which is ranked fourth behind Atlanta, Houston, Cincinnati, and the Chargers. So That means they're getting a lot of personal fouls and a lot of spot fouls. Yeah, so, all right, so just to give it a little bit of context here. Um, well, actually, this is interesting. All right, so, hold on. So the highest total flags in the NFL right now is Denver with 106, right? But their yards, um, oh, no, their yards are bad. They're the highest. They're 826, so that wasn't a good example. But let's just see. All right, so here, just to break it down a little bit. So the Chargers, flags-wise, they have um, they have 82 flags against them for 502 yards, right? The Falcons, who look to be much worse, just to put a little into context, only have 66 flags, but they have the most yards against them. Yeah, and it's another... So I'm thinking you're right. Probably a lot of face masks, personal fouls. Spot fouls, PIs and stuff. Things like that. Yeah. yeah. Who's the least penalized? The fucking Chiefs, probably. The, the Eagles. Teams that are good. Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs, Colts. Vikings actually believe it or not, like. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think the, the I think the big thing about Chargers is kind of like what I was texting the group chat the other day. These like, going forward on fourth and two in the beginning of the uh fourth and two instead of kicking the field goal, right in the first possession of the game and just not getting it. Well, this is the this right is the, the bottom line. This is the bottom line. The point I'm trying to make here is they're not. A well-coached right. football team. And it shows. Coaching, the NFL is the sport of all sports where coaching, at the pro level, where coaching means the most and makes the biggest difference. Right. You know? It's one of the few sports where you can, kind of like how you're saying, where you can actually look at a game and realize where the coaching matters. You know? Like, everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing, and somehow it's just not working out. Like Denver. Yeah. Like, that's the perfect well, example. Yeah. Well, Denver is a whole different nightmare because right. Nat Hackett can't hack it. He 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 got his prestige to the ability to take interviews for an NFL head coaching position based on being a play caller. The offense has been horrible, yeah, absolutely horrendous looking. And how many weeks ago he gave up calling plays to somebody else? He like deferred that right, yeah, yeah. weeks ago. and weeks ago. He deferred that right to someone else. So that's a whole different conversation. I think he's definitely as good as gone come season end. It has we'll, to be. I think Josh McDaniels might be as good as gone. Um, really? Yeah, I think so. See, we'll see how they finish the year, but I think McDaniels is as good I as gone. I think they'll give McDaniels an extra year. Um, I don't know. The Raiders just – it doesn't make sense why they're bad. Do you know what I'm saying? I, and, and the, but the Unless it's Josh McDaniels. I know, I know. It's Because this is the second time now, after him being a tremendous coordinator with the Patriots mostly, mm-hmm. this is now the second time. He's taken a head coaching position, and it's looked very bad on him. First time around was in Denver. Yeah. And I think he didn't last three years. I don't know if he lasted a full two seasons in Denver. I can't remember exactly how long he was there, but it was a short-lived tenure. I'm not even sure. And he was young at the time, so like, all right, you know, we'll bring him back up. I don't think he's he's not that young anymore, you know, especially when we got guys like McDaniel, 39 years old, coming in. Another thing that we seem to speak about every year for now the third consecutive year on this show, it's cold outside again. What happened last night? What happened last night? What happened last night in the football game? 
as far as Kyler Murray tore his ACL oh, and oh, is out oh, for the sorry. year. I think it is the winter away. time. It's yes. yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. the winter now, and yeah. and sure, Chicago gets hurt now. I don't yeah. want to be a prick about it. Sucks. Sucks for anybody. Sucks now that we'll see how he heals, but could be looking at this. Could be looking at a 2024 deal for him now, right? Right. Because if he's not ready, if he's not ready till week 15 of next season, and they're fucking two and whatever at that point, what are you going to put him back out there for? This could be a a year and a half long thing now, dude. And even if he does come back, I mean, we've seen we've seen with like Saquon and other people, the year removed from the ACL is never. It's never what it was. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's t- taking players an extra year now, if that kind of makes sense. Like, Barkley's first year back from the ACL didn't look good. This year he looks much better. Corlin Sutton, he's a year now off the ACL. I bet you next year it's even better. Like, Jerry, J- well, Jerry Judy, I guess he didn't. Did he tear his ACL? I can't remember. Not Jerry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Tim Patrick. Um, don't remember what he did in the offseason, but he didn't he blew his knee up for sure. Yeah. I don't know what he did exactly. But, but yes, went to time. the thing is Adrian Peterson fucked up the expectations of an ACL because now everyone I sees think, Adrian Peterson and they go, yeah, no, no. they go, oh, the recovery time no. is six months, and it's like, well, no, two years. It's nine to twelve, and that's like just to be able to do right. Like it's nine months to be able to like jog again. Right, you know, that's what I'm saying. and like, it's, and now these guys are freak of nature athletes. So, uh, but not everyone's Adrian Peterson. Some people right. can come back in six, six to eight months. Some people, it's twelve plus. Sometimes, I mean, look at what's his name on on Denver, the Nuggets to cross sports, Jamal Murray. He's right. just getting back now. Yeah, you know, I don't know if he's. I. It's been hard for me to keep up with basketball and basketball. and the pod and football and everything right now. I'll turn more basketball on as we get towards the playoffs in the end of the year here. But if he's in the starting lineup now, I don't. He wasn't in the starting lineup at the start of the year. They've kind of been bringing him off the bench and slowly working him along. From what I've seen, if anyone wants to correct me on that, feel free. Like I said, I've been mostly box score checking in, in the NBA so far, catching the highlights, the important games. But yeah. So what I wanted to say about Kyler was. In terms of me, like, I don't want to be a dick. My whole point about the, him getting hurt at this point in the year is because he always gets hit. And he's always getting hit and nicked right. up and nicked up. And all those in, all those nicks add up. And eventually his body – I mean, what you know, most people wouldn't be able right. to hold up. This is a non-contact injury on grass. It's grass in Arizona. They roll it out on trays. Yeah. Very unfortunate situation. Hope he gets better. He's got plenty of time to play Warzone while he heals up. And, you know, set your eyes on 2024. For all we know, you're not even a Cardinal by then. That's a fun game to play. No, it's Does, funny, he, does was, he start for the Cardinals ever again? I was thinking about that on the way home from work today. I'm like, he might just wind up on another team. Well, this is all. Because if, if he doesn't play all year next year and then they wind up at the top of the draft and they're looking at whoever the quarterback is, to Caleb Williams, yeah. God damn it. Would it suck? Oh, let's, take, let's get yeah. Kyler, but he's two inches taller. How's that sound? Let's take this kid. Hopkins might still be there. Instead of being five foot eleven, he's six foot one. He bro- he's taller than six feet. Whatever with that. <laughs> UFC two eighty two. Oh yeah. Didn't catch the first fight. Edmund Shabazian, you weren't here when we spoke about this on Thursday. I said I couldn't remember the last time I saw Shabazian fight, but I just remember him being electric. And then we looked it up, and it was like six of his wins were by TKO right. or knockout. 
And he had him fighting over a year. And I was like, well, that makes sense why I can't remember the last time I saw him fight. He got to a point where he was kind of playing with this guy's food a little bit. He, like, noticed that every time there was, like, a level change up top, the guy would duck his head and, like, not fully shoot, but, like, you know, duck his head low, change levels with his head. Eventually, the guy comes in mid-second round, and you can see him kind of tune it up. A couple of minutes go by. Guy comes, same, similar exchange. Guy co- comes low, bangs him with the knee. Bangs him with the knee, hit, gets him on the follow-up, TKO, electric finish. Rosenstrike, you watch this fight, 23 seconds, wow. absolutely mauled the yeah. former. That's the former Ball cop. Tracker, right? Is that how you say his last name? Yeah. Who? Daukus? Daukus, that's how you say it. I couldn't think of how to say his last name. He's a co- former cop, right? I think he's Firefighter? Philly? Cop. Yeah, yeah, cop. Yep. So Rosenstrike, he said, I'm not getting paid by the hour here, cuz. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to keep my, uh, my injuries off real quick and stay healed up. And then Raul Rosas Jr., the youngest pro. Just absolutely backpacked this guy. Well, did you see what Jay, Jay Perrin in the standoff two nights before I said, I'm going to break your fucking crazy. jaw, dude. Yeah. Listen, man, it's, it's a rough spot to talk shit to a 17-year-old. And yeah, this guy can't drink a beer yet, round. dude, but you tapped out. Yeah, tough. You I tapped mean, out to a guy that can't even buy you a beer after the fight. You just got to take him honestly, dude. Just, just Kid looks legit. Yeah, he does. I mean, got right on his back, had control the whole entire time. Um. And he's only 18 years old. Men we know grow right. and mature physically until they're about 25. This is not a career bantamweight. This guy probably winds up fighting in the lightweight division by the time so. he's 24, 25 yeah. years old. So he could be exciting. Yeah. It was a dominant performance. Very Absolutely dominant. Main card time. Oh, Bryce Mitchell? Oh, no. Is that where That's we are? Oh, my, my phone jumped around on me. That's awesome. I'm pretty sure it was the first fight. No, 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 it was. Yeah. My phone just jumped around on cards on me. But yeah, Bryce Mitchell was, uh, that fight was tough. I felt he would have got the choke there. I really didn't know much about um, the guy that he was fighting. Um, he just couldn't hang with him. That's basically what it came down to. Um, oh, Tapori, Ilya Taporia. Yeah, he was getting completely outworked on the ground. I mean, on the feed, rather. Um couldn't find a way to get the fight to the ground. And even when he did, he was too tired and beat up to even really yeah, he, do anything with it, it seemed like. He just got absolutely mauled. Yeah, it's just, it's tough. I um, I really thought he was going to wind up with a choke, do something. I kind of like Bryce Mitchell, but. I'm a big fan of Bryce Mitchell, yeah. and he'll be back. But it was an absolute mauling. I mean, yeah. this was just one of those things where if he made the distance, it would have been a win. It was just you a know? style. A, moral, a, a morality win. A matchup problem for him, for sure. It's just a bad night. Sometimes yeah. you have a bad night. I mean, it happens to the absolute best of them, you know. Till versus Driscus Duplessis or Duplessis. Yeah. This I mean, was a fight that was a little bit more even. Yeah. I and mean, then Till said he tore his ACL. You yeah, saw Till this. Tore his ACL. I do. I mean, we were kind of talking about it when we were watching it, but I do think this might be it for Till in the UFC. He's on quite a skid, and even the couple of fights before that were canceled. So. And I like Till. I really do. I hope, I hope they wind up keeping him. Maybe he can get back in the win column. But it's been, I feel like it's been pretty tough. Well, I mean, at this point, yeah, we just talked about the ACL with Kyler. Now, right. does a fighter like? Yeah, I know it's his it's next tough. fight. He might be boxing Jake Paul next, dude. He could be. He'd probably get paid more too. But he definitely get paid <laughs> more. But you know, I'm staying. I don't know what his contract situation is like. 
I'm not even sure. To be but honest. we all know Dana does what Dana wants, dude. Whatever makes money. Dana dollars. Posnibio versus Alex Moreno. This was the one that was like back and forth, right? Am I think? Yeah, we um, it was. I don't really. I think this was the decision. Did it not? No, no, no. Posnibio knocked him out late in the third. Midway through the third round, Ponznibio knocked out Alex Moreno. Yeah, I I don't really remember this fight to be honest with you. I know it's Santiago. Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm 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 jogging my memory on the fight, but I I felt like this one was a little back and forth. But let's let's get to the talking. Yeah. No disrespect to these guys. The, the fight, every fight on the card. From the yeah, pre- it was from the a very good from card. the prelims on, every yeah, fight was was cards, electric. Reviews were very good. Patty Pimble did not win that fight. No, I don't think so. I think a lot of people were trying to make the argument online that Gordon didn't really do anything in the third round. But to be honest, even if you watch the first and the second, Gordon was cracking him. He was he was controlling a lot of the work, um, a lot of the handwork, a lot of the boxing. I felt like. Um, I don't know. I just, and Patty's an excellent grappler, and he like right. he couldn't find a way to get him down. Um. Yeah, I mean, it. I guess I understand the argument where you could say, yeah, he didn't do anything in the third round, but I, I don't think Patty won the first two. I just no, honest. no. I, I, don't, I don't think he won them. I don't think it was a situation like Patty said he he knew he did enough in the first two rounds to just not lose. And if this guy just wanted to, you know, stand on the side, then he would do it with him because he wasn't going to lose the fight. I I, I, I don't know. That way, to be honest with I you. didn't see it that way either. I meant to send you guys this. Did you see Sugar Sean talk about it? No, no. Let me see if I saved it and I'll send it to you. But I don't know, man. I just and then Dana, even Dana came out and said that. Jared Gordon couldn't have a worse game plan in the third round. But I'll preface this every time I do something like this because I don't want any of these guys to hear this and get all fucking mad at me because I'm just some kid, some guy in a fucking basement. Never fucking trained to fighting a day in my life. Been in a couple little street tussles, no big deal. Any fight, you got to have your hands covering your face, dude. And then once you get tagged once, twice, a third time, you got to make the, that adjustment and get a fucking hand up. And Patty just wanted He wanted to throw those punches from his hip. Yeah. Keeps his hands down. He and then Joe said that about him as the fight was starting, right? Patty likes to keep his hands down. Well, like, you, gotta, you can't keep just getting cracked on the chin, yeah. dude. Yeah, he was getting cracked a bit. Definitely in the first and second. Yeah, I don't know. I I like Paddy. I think he's going to be an exciting fighter, and I think he's very interesting. I I don't want to see him win like this, though. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, let yeah. him win it for real. I, and I hope he does. But I mean, it is what it is. I guess we'll take it from here. And if he ver, I guess he has to verse a ranked opponent now, right? I, you would assume so, but I'd maybe hold first. back on that. I think top fifteen guy might scrape him right yeah, now. Yeah, but I feel like at the same time, if you don't give him a rank, then you're kind of just admitting that maybe he didn't win the last fight. And I don't think Dana wants to do that. I think he knows what the momentum behind Patty and he wants to kind of just keep this going a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I made the comparison to you with the, um, with the, the Sugar Sean fight. I mean, even that fight, he, 
He did barely just edge out Jan, and I'm still iffy on it. But that, at the same time, sh- but then that was a split decision, though, right, which I said says. best case scenario on Saturday night would be a split decision, and then right. it was unanimous twenty nine twenty eight, yeah. like, and then the judges couldn't even agree on what round. Um, Gordon won. Yeah, the judges didn't even it agree on which round weird. Gordon won. The whole thing, and then Alessino said, "Now we all know Alessino isn't always great with sources, but apparently someone might have asked Dana." If he thinks gambling might ha- might start to have some sort of influence on judges, and he said, I wouldn't deny it, or I wouldn't say it's not possible, or something right. along the lines of that. You want to hear Sugar's take? Yeah. I can't believe Patty was asking for fight of the night. When we all watched it, there was a bunch of people in the room. I don't think there was one person that scored the fight. And it's coming from me, who literally everyone literally just said that about a couple months ago. Yeah, a couple that. months ago. I'm like, if that's how people felt watching my fight, I'm like, oh. I don't think that is. I mean, that was a razor. Everyone walked away when that fight was over being like, damn, Patty finally lost. Damn. Everyone in the, our building was like, damn, Patty lost. 100%. There was no... And then it was a unanimous decision. I'm like, oh, I thought Patty won at least one round. And then they announced that. I would fucking what? love to just talk to those judges for five minutes <laughs> and just watch, maybe even watch the rounds with them and say, how do you see this as this guy winning? And he I was hurting his knuckles with his chin. Yeah, I oh. really wish I would have rewatched it because I also told everyone after my fight, I'm like, just rewatch it. Because uh-huh. I rewatched it, I'm like, I won that. So maybe I have to just rewatch it and maybe I can see it different. But in the moment watching that fight, I don't know. And then Patty was yelling, Dana, 50 Gs. And then Dana's like, yeah, part of the night. I can't believe oh, man. Patty was asking for That is interesting. Part of the night. When we all watched it, definitely like, interesting. So that was uh, on the Timbo Sugar show. Just want to cite yeah. some citing. Yeah, man. I mean, that just kind of reinforced how I felt about it the first time I watched that TikTok. Uh, how I felt after the fight. You know, <laughs> like I, you saw Rogan's face? I saw the video. Online where he was like, yeah, rolled his eyes, like side side eye in the look. He's like, all right, I get to go do this interview, I guess. Yeah. And then main event, Jan Blachowicz versus Angolaev, Magomed Angolaev. Hell of a fight. Great fight. Jan was fucking him up with those leg kicks for two rounds. And then Magomed finally did, in my opinion, what he should have tried to do early on, was get him to the ground and maul him a little bit. And it was a hell of a fight. Unfortunately, we got a draw, right? Yeah, a split draw. A draw. Hate that. Absolutely hate that. Worst case scenario for Dana. So they went right next month. It's going to be Glover Teixeira versus Jamahal. I think it's Jamahal Hill. Jamahal Hill. I'm sorry. Jamahal Hill for um, the still vacant light heavyweight did championship. Did you see what uh, Jamahal Hill said? No. So yesterday, an MMA junkie put out um, basically he. He's like, UFC called me. He's like, they said, you got Glover Teixeira next month for the title. He's like, and then I ended the call and I looked up. He's like, and, uh, and Magomed Mag- wasn't even out of the octagon yet. They're like, they were still doing his post-fight interview. That's how quick it happened, apparently. So, Anthony Smith heard about it on air because Ant- yes, Anthony Smith was supposed to fight Jamahal Hill. Yeah, He's doing post-fight fucking TV. Right. For the and fucking he, paper. And he found out with everybody else. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. Tough. Feel bad for Anthony Smith, but you know. Yeah, I feel bad for Anthony Smith. I feel bad for 
the fucking two guys that went out there. Because now Jan looks bad because now he walked back over and grabbed the mic and said, give the belt to Magomed. Right. The Magomed says, I don't know about this organization. Like, well, he come on, himself. bro. He, well, hold on. He corrected himself on Twitter, uh, Magomed. He said he, he worded it wrong, which makes sense because he doesn't speak English really. But he, he wasn't saying that he wouldn't fight for the organization. He won't fight in Vegas again. He said. Okay. Yeah, he's well, not going to fight. Well, that's the other thing. He was speaking Russian, and then he had a translator. There, right. Well, so. that was that was the issue. Yeah. That, and, that's and why it, he tried to clear it up. And I've always felt like interviewing these guys fucking seven minutes after they just finished 25, 15 to 25 minutes of it's combat yeah. was wild to me. Yeah. And even, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. Remember, it wasn't that long ago they used to interview guys after they got knocked out. Like, it wasn't until yeah. very recently that Joe was like, we're Only not doing that ago, anymore. Yeah. Like, gonna, it was when DC... All Didn't up. even know where he was, yeah. But, um, but yeah, split draw sucks. We'll have to see where it comes from here. The worst part about that division was uh, Jiri getting getting hurt. That shit sucks because he was very exciting, a lot of fun. But he'll come back. Um, they need him back because the light heavyweight division has been very stagnant and boring for a very long time. I feel like ever since a certain man. Yeah. Ever yeah. since a certain man couldn't get out of his own way repeatedly and repeatedly and well, repeatedly. he's coming back, but we will, uh, I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, what? To work, is he? Uh, he to work wants, a man, he he's 40 Nagano. pounds heavier than? He wants Nagano, apparently. But... Dude, Nagano's going to punch a hole in his face, dude. I love that fight. I think that fight would be amazing, honestly. I think it'd be great. If they do that fight and it's just two guys looking at each other for 25 minutes, yeah, oh, there's going to be an uproar, scenario. dude. Yeah. Especially now we're looking at a situation where you come in, get a title shot after not being active for how long, and then you're just going to look at the guy for 25 minutes. Yeah. And then we know Ngannou did that his first time around with um, Stipe in yeah. Boston, right? Were you there? Uh, Boston, I was there. You were of the crew that um, went to that fight? But I, um, that fight, they weren't staring at each other. Not from what I remember. I think Stipe... Out, oh, no. Stipe wrestled him the whole time. That was when we found out Nagano has no ground game at all. Because Stipe just took him to the ground and then just... Who am I thinking of that just... Was it Nagano and Derek Nganu Lewis that just Derek stared Lewis at each other? there for yeah. five minutes and it was easily one of the worst fights. Yeah. No, the Stipe fight was... Uh, Stipe just took him to the ground and started ragdolling him. And everyone was like, all right, if you don't get punched and you can get him to the ground, everything's good. And then he versed Curtis Blades, and he was sweeping him. And we were like, oh, Went and well, worked this on is that a wrestling. fucking problem. Yeah. yeah, this is a fucking problem. Yeah. So it's a much different fight now than it was when I was watching him in Boston in 2016. I think yeah, well, I mean, so. guy got better. Yeah. We all, once, he, once we realized he could wrestle a little bit, we were like, oh, no. Yeah, this is an issue. Yeah, this is definitely Watch out issue. for this man with his right hand of Christ. <laughs> My Lord. So, what do we got next for the UFC? We got Fight Night. Not much, honestly. Fight what, Fight um, Night this set this Saturday night. Yeah, we got. Uh, I got it right here. Cannonier and Strickland, right? Yeah, yeah, Cody Brundage versus Michael something. I'm not even going to try to say it. <laughs> Bobby Green versus Drew Dober. Ooh, Bobby that might Green be fun. Versus Drew Dober that might be. A, that's going to be a fun fight, fun dude. fight, that's dude. A hype fight. Alex Caceres versus Julian Arosa. Alessandro Costa versus Amir Albazi. Okay. Armand Sarukian versus Damir Ismagulov, which I feel like I've seen this guy fight before. Ismagulov. And then Sean Strickland, Jared Cannonier. Yeah. This is an early card, 7 p.m. looks like. Yeah, it's a fight um, night. 
Yeah, I mean, and I don't know if we have eighty three announced yet, right? What's that? What's eighty three? Did they announce it yet? Um, eighty three is Teixeira Hill, right? But um, I think other than that, it's a fairly weak. Co- oh no, we got we got Moreno Figgy one more time. Uh, right, right. Me, Mer- Lauren Murphy, and uh, Andraj, and then Marcia Rua and Portera. And that might and be we got a good. Johnny Walker on this card too. Brad I'm gonna Bears. bet against Johnny Walker for the rest of my life, dude. Um, and then Terrence McKinney, nice on the prelims. That's exciting. All right, so next month we got something fun. Yeah, yeah, two eighty three is pretty good. Yo, Gilbert Burns, Neil Magny, Gilbert Burns might end dust this him. Man, honestly, Jesus, what might fight. leave him. Might might dust him like a Thanos. He's the number five. Magny's twelve. That's a serious, serious fight. I, we got Paul Craig versus Johnny Walker. Um, that's pretty much it. Hopefully, this Fig Moreno uh, is this Quattro at this point. Yeah, yeah it's number so. four for for these men. It's all right. These fights were great. All, all of them were. Great, yeah, I mean, so. what else are we gonna do with the fucking Not flyweight, this flyweight division? What I mean, else are we gonna do? <laughs> that's pretty you know? legit. So that's good. We'll be uh, we'll be discussing that in about a month from now. Maybe we'll we'll probably talk about counting your Strickland on Tuesday. Yeah. Giants suck. You don't got nothing to say. It uh, is what it is. Giants are bad. Um, I it's sad watching them go from seven and one to seven five and one. Um, it's well, we kind of knew month. this, right? We totally knew it. Um, I I think I said this to you. Halloween ended, and I was like, "Do I change my phone screensaver to the Giants?" And then I looked at the schedule, and I was like, "Maybe not now." <laughs> Should have done it yeah. at the beginning. So now it's a Christmas tree. Um, but yeah, Giants, I mean, I think the Eagles are just, they're just a powerhouse, man. It's just, it is what it is, but it does look bad. Coming off a couple losses, we really only beat the Texans in the last few games. I don't think we're beating the Commanders this week, to be honest. I think, I think our chance, like I said a couple weeks ago, I think our chance to beat the Commanders was at home, um, last week, well, two weeks ago. I don't think it happens now. I think Commanders coming off the bye week rested. Figured it out the first week, coming right back versus the same opponent. I think. John just got mollywopped by yeah, Philly. Yeah, I just think. Um, I think Taylor Heineke has his like breakout game, and we just deal with it. Next, Terry McLaurin jersey came in the mail this week. Yeah, yeah, he's a you know, <laughs> so, so now he has a Sean Taylor Redskins jersey, uh, <laughs> Taylor Heineke football team jersey, and a Terry McLaurin fucking commander. It's a true generational. <laughs> he said, "I he said I've never felt better than not being a Jets fan to me the other day." Because he sent me that, and I was like, "They're gonna get sold, and they're gonna rebrand everything in and five he's years." <laughs> he's gonna be like, "I'm not looking back, dude." He was like, "I don't care." He's like, "He's like, I'm never going back to the Queens Jets." That's what he said. He said, "Good, we don't want you. We don't want you. We don't need you." So basically, officially mock draft season for the Giants fans. Hey, at this point, root for lose out. Seven and eleven might get you a nice little pick. Yeah, yeah. You had your fun. They're injured as fuck. Now we get to play the fun little game of do we pay Daniel Jones, yeah. and then we follow it up with what do we pay Daniel Jones? Yeah. And so that'll we, be. Are we able to keep Saquon? Or? That'll be a fun conversation. We're gonna have two months from now. Yeah. March baby. Jets. I I yes. think the Jets are doing this thing where they're they're learning how to. They're young, obviously. We know this. They won a bunch of games this year. They're learning how to win, and they're in close games against good teams. They lost one possession games against two ten win teams the last two weeks. 
So this is one of those things where if they come back next year and it's a lot of the same guys, you're like, well, they learned how to win and how to compete in close games, and now this is the year where you expect them to take the leap forward. I think we found out a lot about Mike White being tough as hell. Yeah, seriously. He's uh, definitely tough as fuck. He's a goddamn soldier out there. I just don't see Zach making the throws that he's able to make. Is he the guy? I don't know. Unless he's hurt, he should finish the year. He's definitely the guy for now. But that's another situation. He's an undrafted free agent. So that's another situation we got to come across where do we pay him? What do we pay him? What is he worth? What does he think he's worth? Like, Still a lot more questions than answers. One of those questions as of late is do we bring back Zach as quarterback too? Mm. After what Flacco showed when Mike White went down. That was tough. Here's the thing here. This is a thought I saw Connor Hughes say basically the same thing I'm about to say, so I do want to shout out Connor Hughes. He's a Jets guy for SNY. Mm -hmm. If you're bringing back Zach to be QB2, this whole thing started, they said, the plan is to get him back on the field when he's ready. This is a reset for his mechanics and to get the fundamentals right and to reset his brain and take a step back and this and that. If you dress him and put him in as quarterback two, That means that you think he's ready to go if Mike White were to get hurt, which means you think he's ready to start, which means if you want to be true to what you said the plan was in the beginning, if you're ready to bring him back as two, you're ready to bring him back as one. So it's an interesting deal there. Sal was noncommittal today. By Wednesday, the end of the day tomorrow, we should know who's going to dress his quarterback to. The whole thing's interesting because, like, if Mike White gets hurt, do we want Flacco back out there? I don't know. Got the lines this week. Yeah. They could win out and still not get in the Jets, but it's like very much impossible for them to win out and not get in. But even still, Lions, Jaguars, Seahawks, Dolphins, all winnable games. Yeah. But are they going to run four straight? If they win four straight games to get into the playoffs, that's one of those teams that gets hot at the end of the year that you do not want to see in round one. Right. Like the Giants. But we're talking about a lot of ifs, ands, and buts now. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of fucking if this, what about that? What if what if what about if fucking Mike Carter doesn't fumble the ball? Yeah, yeah, that would have been huge. Now we're having a completely different conversation, so you don't know. But I think for the first time in a long time, it's good to be excited about the New York Jets. You know, I gotta say real quick. Um, I think it was the second hit on Mike White. Um, was probably one of the best legal tackles that you can make in the current NFL right now. Oh I yeah, mean, man came through. Hit him right in the stomach with his shoulder as hard as he could, and then managed to not drive him in the ground, but still slammed him to the ground. Like it was textbook, picture perfect, legal hit in the NFL. Yeah, I'm gonna mold this guy. If that's what you want it to look like, gonna... and if you want to see it, that's what it looks like. Basically. That was fucking Jeff Hardy Edge at WrestleMania 20, dude. dude Jesus. Like, <laughs> and then speaking of, it doesn't doesn't get better. Quincy Williams later in the game with the. Picture perfect spear. I forget who he tackled. Yeah, you know, you remember the play. Yeah, yeah. Picture yeah. perfect, dude. That's Goldberg in '98, is what <laughs> that is. So yeah, good news. Quentin Williams was a calf injury. He's day to day. Yeah. Mike uh, Mike White also day to day. Interesting to see what's going on with that running back room, right? Because now J Rob isn't dressing. I think healthy Knight's scratch. Just take away with it, honestly. I mean, J-Rob's not dressing, Carter's fumbling. Michael Carter's been bad this year. Yes. He's not been good this year no. at all. I think Knight's going to wind up just being the guy, to be honest. Bam Knight is that dude. Him James and Brees might be scary. Looks, looking a little tough now. I don't know what's going on there. 
Do you think they? You I think right like. away they were just like we saw enough of this guy because it was a conditional pick they traded, right? Correct me if I'm wrong on that. I, uh, I could look it up real quick. Um, I mean, that would so if it's a conditional pick that they traded, they're probably just scratching him to give make it a fifth instead of a fourth or a sixth instead of a fifth or whatever it was that they dealt for him but in the first place. Not to get on a tangent with, with James Robinson, but but that's two teams now where you looked great and then someone came in and immediately. Yeah, but I mean, like the Jaguars is a funky little deal going on over there too, right? Like I think just because the Jaguars didn't want him doesn't mean that he yeah, can't play. Yeah, it's a conditional sixth that can become a fifth. Based on starts, uh, snaps, dressing. Depending on Robertson's performance, uh, it doesn't say. I can find out for you. It could just be based on yardage and shit. Sometimes it's on 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 starts, appearances, snaps taken. It all, you know. Hmm. The verbiage in these trades is all over the place. Some it's, lawyer type stuff. Yeah, it's never always just the same thing. It's always... Sometimes it's like if they attempt, like if it's a quarterback, it'll be if he attempts this many passes or if he starts this many games. You know, yeah, there's no just a certain conditions. No yeah, have anything specific. So it so. could be that they've just like we've seen enough. We're gonna just cut the losses on the sixth round pick and not give up a fifth because we've yeah. seen what Joe D can do with draft picks. You know, anything else on the New York Jets? No, um, I think it's going to turn to the point. I mean, I've been rooting for the Jets pretty much all year, but it's probably going to turn to the point where I keep rooting for them either way just because at least one New York team besides the Bills are doing. doing I'll say this right now, and but I'll let you go first because I'll say this and then we're going to go to break. Okay. I want, so go anything else you got to say? Go no, no, it. I'm all good. Let's go Jets and Giants. If the Jets do not beat the Detroit Lions, who are five five wins out of the last six games, hot right now, doing all sorts of crazy shit, they ran a fake punt on Sunday from inside their own territory yeah. on, on, up by seven. They threw a fucking tackle eligible pass to Panay Sewell on third and seven. They're, they're like, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. We don't got nothing to lose. We're just going for it. We're swinging the bat as they're hard like, as we what's can. What's going to happen? We lose. <laughs> so if you do not beat the Detroit Lions at home in a must-win game, Zach Wilson is the starting quarterback against Jacksonville. Damn. You really think so? Bet your bottom fucking dollar on it, dude. Wow. Bet your bottom fucking dollar on it. I think that's quite the call. I don't know. I think they, they don't win this game, like. it's done. Because now, because if they don't win this game, they're they're more. It's almost now we need a lot of help to get in the playoffs, right? Yeah. And now you don't make the playoffs, and you get no answers on Zach. So we got to get fucking Zach in for the last three, and we yeah. got to see what he does because at least you have your answer for next. Because we need to, we need to have on. answers to multiple questions. Are we keeping Zach? The answer to keeping Zach is probably a yes, regardless, because. I feel like you have to. Dead money, and I don't think he second has any round. trade value. Well, second pick. Dead money on the contract. I don't think he has any trade value. So you're keeping it no matter what. Is he going to be the guy? Are we bringing Mike White back? Are we paying him? Are we going to pay him to be the starter? Do we think he's a, a solid backup? Do we explore a Derek Carr situation or another veteran quarterback? You know, Do we explore a Daniel Jones situation if he becomes available? Someone like that. Or are we There's looking back into the draft? Which you I cannot. I don't think looking back into the draft is an option. With this team the way it's currently constructed. Quarterback has to be a guy that's playing in the NFL already right now. Mm-hmm. So, got a lot of questions. And if they lose this game, they're not going to make the playoffs. We're going to get no answers for nothing. And then we're right back where you started, basically. Fucking nowhere. We might as well not play the season. Well, we got a few answers. We know Sauce is him. I was Breeze fucking... Bro, I, yeah, we know Breeze, but we'll see what happens with the knee. Yeah. He's, he might be another 2024 guy. At least the, the silver lining yeah. is other than a lot of what we've seen from Mike Carter this year. We know Mike Carter's a good player. He just hasn't been great this season. Yeah, he's having consistency problems. 
he was better off when Brees Hall was on the field and they were both playing. He was better off than he's been since. Bam Knight's solid. So yeah. we'll be all right with that. I could not believe. I'm watching the game on Sunday, and even when you look back at the numbers, 25 coverage snaps for Sauce between Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs, one catch for five yards, and the catch wasn't Diggs. Yeah. I cannot fathom how the Texans took Derek Stingley over him. It's not to say Derek Stingley's not a good player. He's also solid, very good, but Sauce Sauce is in a top-five discussion already right now. Yeah, he's a beast. You know? Very good. And there's just a lot of shit he does where, like, he understands shit that young guys don't understand. You know, like zone concepts and, like, route combinations and what the offense is throwing at him. He's playing like a four-year vet already. Does get away with a lot of holds. I will never (laughs) say he doesn't get away with a lot. But, hey, LeBron gets away with a lot, too, you know? (laughs) So, on that note, let's take a break. What up, guys? We're going to get you back to the show as soon as possible. I promise you that. But before we can do that, we have to make sure that all of our listeners are looking good and feeling better this fall with Saatchi De Dinero. October 14th, Saatchi is releasing their fall 2022 collection. You want a hoodie that's nice and comfortable. You can wear it out when you're running errands. You can wear it out to the bar. You can wear it maybe when you're going to pick up a date. Whatever you want to do this fall, Saatchi's got you covered. These hoodies, they're pre-shrunk. And it's an oversized fit. So basically what that means is you're going to want to grab one size down from what you would normally wear, and you're going to be perfect. You normally a large, grab a medium. Normally a medium, you want to grab a small. It's very simple, very lightweight, very comfortable. We got a promo code for you. The promo code HAVOC, H-A-V-O-C, going to get you 10% off of your total purchase at checkout. SachiDDenero.com is where you want to go for that. SachiDDenero, always authentic, never counterfeit. Ooh, welcome back to the show, everybody. As always, best way to support the show is to support the sponsors. You support the sponsors, you support the show, support the boys, help us chasing a dream. Promo code Havoc, Stay Thirsty Co., Sachi D. De Niro. Check them out. Do some holiday shopping, you fucks. Social media, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, at HOH Podcasting. On the seventh day, the Lord said, let there be lines. Me and Brian playing heads up this week. Thursday night game. Jesus Christ. San Francisco at Seattle. Brian, what do you got? I have San Fran minus seven and a half. I got San Fran minus three and a half. San Fran minus three and a half on the dot. Bing yeah, bong, baby. What the fucking, I don't get these hot starts. This kid knew I was going to be hot today. That's why <laughs> he faked a fucking work story. <laughs> Bitch. He was afraid. <laughs> College football is dormant. So the NFL is taking back Saturdays. One, three games on Saturday, 1 p.m., Saturday the 17th. Indianapolis travels to Minnesota in what I expect to be. I expect to be a bloodbath, but this game might get silly. You never know. Minnesota minus 6.5? I have Minnesota minus 3. Um, it's Minnesota minus 4. Really? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Stay away. Just <laughs> telling me stay away. Yeah. It's, it's the stay away from me, dude. 4.30 Saturday afternoon, Baltimore Ravens going to Cleveland. I could be colossally wrong here, but I just didn't know what... Oh, uh, you know what? I didn't know what to do either, so... I went Cleveland minus one and a half, and I, I feel like I might be too low. Baltimore minus two, because um, I didn't. I really didn't know. It's actually uh, Cleveland minus three. Cleveland minus three? Yeah. All right, well, I'll take it. 8.15 p.m. Saturday evening, Miami Dolphins traveling to Buffalo in an AFC East matchup. 
Game's important on both ends, right? Because Miami loses, they fall down into this closer into the territory with the Chief, uh, the Chargers, the Jets, and the Patriots. They win this game. They obviously separate themselves, pretty much lock in a wild card spot for them at the least. Yeah. Buffalo wins this game. It's very close to securing the division at that point. I got Buffalo by three at home. I have Buffalo minus six and a half, um, and it's Buffalo minus seven and a half. All right, that's a little high for me. I, I thought it. I don't know. I. You think so? Yeah, I don't know. Seven and a half. Why? Why seven and a half? I I guess they're banking on Miami's defense being faulty. Josh Allen starts throwing. It is in Buffalo. Um, the other big thing. I don't know if you saw this online. You probably did. Um, Miami had heaters on their their sideline the 55 degree weather and it's supposed to be like pretty much this type of weather in buffalo uh saturday night so colder than that yeah cold I, I i did see that but i'm jets fan afc's veteran dude these stories come out about the dolphins everywhere they're just not as relevant if you're not a fan of the division right because right, 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 the you know i think other, it's something to think about though other than that um wildcat year where they went crazy where they, you know, debuted the Wildcat yeah. when it took all like 08 or 09 around that year. Other than that year, they've largely not been a factor this late in the year. So the 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 story of them having the heaters is always around, but it's you're not really thinking about it when they're a seven win team. True. Yeah. I guess that's a good point. When they're fucking four and four and eleven or four and ten, it doesn't really yeah. matter. <laughs> I don't know. I know but I know the Buffalo players live there and they play in it and they practice in it and this and that. But it's cold out there for everybody. Yeah. You know? None of the guys on the Bills are natives of western New York. Right, that's true. You know, a lot of these guys come from the south and the west coast and the middle and middle the middle of America. You know, not, not many of these guys in the NFL are from the, the Atlantic Northeast, right. you know? Like, they're not used to this no matter what. A lot of these guys come from Florida and Texas and places like that. You always hear the stories about, like, Miami University travels to some ACC school and it's snowing and it's like the first t- time the players have ever seen snow yeah, yeah. like in their lives ever. Crazy. First game on the Sunday, one o'clock slate, the Philadelphia Eagles going to Chicago. I got Philadelphia minus 14 and a half. I have them minus 12 um, and it's minus nine. All right. Which I feel like double, not double. Not double digits, surprisingly. Yeah, that might go that might that might go over over ten for sure by the time Sunday rolls around. Yeah. Atlanta at New Orleans, the debut of Desmond Ritter in New Orleans. Um Dennis Allen, head coach, has stated that he's rocking with Andy Dalton, which is a mind boggling move to me, <laughs> but they are at home and I'm taking them minus one and a half, the Saints. I have them minus three, uh the Saints, and they're minus four and a half. All right. For the Saints. Brian takes the lead. Survives an early bing bong to take the lead. <laughs> yeah. Detroit Lions traveling to the New York Jets at MetLife Stadium. Lions are on a roll right now. Jets are on a bit of a sputter. Could be wrong about this, but I think it's the first time they lost two in a row this year. But no, I'm, it is. I saw that. It is, right? I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even see it anywhere. I'm just like thinking no, it back. Is. It's the first time two losses a season in a row. Detroit was arguably favorites in a game last week that we all thought they shouldn't be. And then I was like, I don't know, Vegas might be on to something. And they wound up kind of (laughs) no contesting the Vikings for a little bit there. I'm taking Detroit minus one. I have the Jets minus four and a half. 
Um, really? It's the Jets minus one. It's the Jets minus one. Jets minus one. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm closer, right? Yeah. You I feel I feel like you should have it. You're definitely. This is closer. one of those weird numbers. I mean, Detroit's things. plus one. I'll give it to you on that one. Honestly, it's definitely closer. All right. I mean, I'll take it. But like, and by I, tomorrow, it could switch. We might to have Detroit to, minus one. This, I don't know if this has ever happened in the history of Parlevo, so we might have to go back to this and and discuss right. it with the full crew. I'm just saying, would you be surprised if we wake up tomorrow and it's Detroit minus one? No. So I'm no. I just feel like you you had the right team, but I you know I picked the <laughs> wrong team, but I was closer by math, so I don't know. Tied up regardless. It Pit- is guess the lines, not guess the teams. That's <laughs> fair. <laughs> Pittsburgh's traveling to Carolina. Carolina, I would be interested in looking up. We'll get to it when you when you have DraftKings up later for Thursday night football because I don't want to have you digging through it right now. Mm-hmm. But they might be interesting to win this whole division now. Yeah, they're getting. Were they a game behind Tampa? Um, they have to be. I mean, the a game or so two, bad. a um, game or two behind T- Tampa, six and seven. So they're Panthers are five and eight. I'm pulling all of it up right now. Let's see. NFC South Panthers are five. Yeah, they're a game out of division, uh, tied with the Falcons. They're both five and eight. Um, and Tampa Bay is yeah six and um six and seven. Saints four and nine. So the whole thing is just anyone. It's anyone's division still. It really is. I got um, Carolina minus two and a half. I have Carolina minus three. It is Carolina minus two and a half though. Fuck yeah! All right. <laughs> Bing bong. Dallas going to Jacksonville. I probably fucked up and went too high on this one. Trevor Lawrence is ripping it up since week ten. Think ten touchdowns, no interceptions, seventy-two percent completion percentage, something dumb like that over the last four, yeah, four or five games. But uh, you know, Vegas likes Dallas, and reasonably so. They're probably the second best team in the conference. I got a minus nine and a half. I have the minus ten, and this is where it's going to get a little crazy because they're minus four and a half. Wow! Really? Yeah. Smash them, dude! Absolutely <laughs> yeah. smash the Cowboys minus four and a half. I'm going to put a little star next to that. <laughs> Kansas City at Houston. Very good meets very bad. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely not quitting on Lovey. That's for sure. They're out there. No, they they did their best against Dallas. Yeah. They're playing hard. The plus uh, 17, I think they probably took a little disrespectfully. Yeah, and, you know, I'm disrespecting them by a half point more this week. I got Kansas City minus 17 and a half. Oof. I have Kansas City minus 10. Um. It's Kansas City minus 14. So So I'm three and a half off. You're four off? Yeah. God damn, dude. It's a game of inches, <laughs> you know? Like that. It's a game of inches. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Kansas City doesn't do great at covering those big spreads, so I'd probably won't, I probably won't have the gall, as we like to say, to take Houston plus the points, but I certainly will not be including Kansas City in, in any – parlays yeah, or a straight right. bet or any of that nonsense it's not even really worth the t what it's at 14 14 yeah so it's not even really worth the tease because the six points gets you down to set uh eight, eight. Yeah. it doesn't even get you on a touchdown so i'll be putting this in nothing this week <laughs> arizona going to the denver the who wants it less bowl um Colt McCoy, you want to maybe I'll fuck you up the way I got fucked up last night because I looked him up to see his height when I sent that text about he's probably ten years too late or too early. 
Because if he got drafted in 2020, no one would have given a fuck that he was six foot one. Right. But that was one of the biggest knocks against quarterbacks yeah. 10 years ago. Um, Colt is not his first name. No, it's um, fuck, I know it's Daniel. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Daniel Colt McCoy. It fucked me up. I never knew that, I knew dude. That recently, and I don't remember why I looked it up, but yeah. I just assumed Texas boy. His name was Colt. You know, I just, yeah, didn't even think twice. (laughs) So that backup, who's honestly probably one of the better backups to have in the league right now. Yeah. Going to possibly Denver's backup with Brett Rippon. I mean, we're going to assume Russell doesn't clear it, but you never know. But it looked bad. It didn't look tremendous. So with that being said, I'm just taking Denver at home in the Mile High City and their top five defense with PS2. And um, who's our other corner that looked great? Not sure. Whatever. I got a minus two. I actually made this game a pick because I really was not sure. Um, but it's Broncos minus three. All right. For it, so. Five games three. left. Um, it is yeah. nine to four. Oof. All right. Let's start swinging. <laughs> yeah, let's start making contact with the ball. New England Patriots just lost Ramondre Stevenson. Not sure how long he's going to be out yet. It was a ha- it was an ankle. Did, we, did you see a report? Were you just going high ankle? We don't even know. May or may not be available. Damian Harris already not available. Passing game isn't looking tremendous. I bet you Parker's not available. I would be very shocked. Going... To Las Vegas, another team that I do not think great about this year. At least New England has the rock-solid defense, but like I just think the offense is so pitif- pitifully ran by Matt Patricia. Yeah. You want me to tell you, and I, I turned this game off before halftime last night, but you want me to tell you the Matt Patricia offense? Run left, run right, play action pass, punt. Run left, run right, quick pass, punt. That's It's like rhythmic almost. This guy was a defensive coordinator yeah. before he went to Detroit and coached the defense at Detroit. Bill brings him back and goes, hey, Matt, you're going to run the offense this year. <laughs> just doesn't make any sense to me, but I got Vegas at home minus one and a half just for being at home. I have New England minus three and a half. Um, it's New England minus one. All right. So I don't know how you want to play that one. Well, I'm off by half. Yes, take it. No, I'm off by two and a half. What did you say? I said three and a half, so I'm technically off by two and a half. We're both off by two and a half, yeah. and you got the right team, so it's you. I'm taking it. I gotta take this one. Tennessee traveling to LA. I didn't know what to do with this game because I just feel like this is another like two not great teams. But like not great for different reasons because I think Mike Vrabel is one of the best coaches in the NFL, and I think they are a well-coached team. I just think they have some obvious holes in their I game right now. Their offense is just very lackluster. It's just, I mean, Bobby Trees hasn't been what I, I mean. He left, right? Or he's there? No, he's Bobby there. Trees left, came, left LA and came there now. Yeah. He hasn't really been much. Yeah. Trey Burks has been a very good, you know, yeah. breath of fresh air for them. But when he plays, Henry's cooling down. And it's just they need – and Tannehill and Malik Willis, what do we have in him? It's a lot of questions. They're a team with more questions than answers, and it's sad to have 28 going on 29-year-old Derrick Henry by the time next year rolls around on that team. You're going to have Tannehill in the last year of his contract making big money. 
And then the Chargers, who I think have all of the talent in the world, but are poorly coached, but they're at home. So the trend is the home team's going to get it in these situations by two and a half. I give the Chargers. I gave them minus four and a half. Um, it's Chargers minus three. Let's see it closer. I thought they'd be higher. Cincinnati going to Tampa Bay. I might have gotten a little silly with this one, so but I. but I do not give a fuck. Um, <laughs> smoking Joe Burrow and the boys minus four on the road. Oh, you think you're silly? I went minus six. Um, it's minus three and a half. Wow. So I guess I wasn't that silly. <laughs> I was gonna say I thought I was. I went high on that one. All right, and the the flexed into Sunday night football game. Uh, pretty much guaranteed to be a loser leaves town match. I mean, not really because they tied each other. So now you have a situation where if the Seahawks have the same if the Seahawks have the same win total as them at the end of the year, either one of these guys, Jets or Commanders, they're gonna tie break the, the Seahawks because of that tie. So this isn't necessarily a loser leaves town match, but it may as well be, especially for the Giants when we look they got the Eagles again. Right. So when we look at the Giants schedule, this is certainly a, a win to survive. I got Washington minus three and a half. I have Washington minus four. Um, it's Washington minus four and a half. Okay. Not that the points matter at this point. but Filling up it. the board. Filling <laughs> up the board. Absolute dog shit Monday night game that I have no desire to watch. Although I might be interested in seeing Baker in a full you know, full game, having a week to get yeah, there. Because I, I didn't even see Baker play at all. I didn't he watch that game okay, last week. Honestly, didn't even. Okay. When did he come in? Uh, literally like the second drive of the game. Really? He's yeah, like, yeah. he's like, coach, I've seen enough. No, no, uh, Wolford got hurt. He came out. Oh, like, really? They put Baker in and they just never went back. Yeah, I didn't they even like, watch the game. Six. I didn't even know he yeah. was in until they were like. He got hurt. They pulled him out. And then Baker just, he actually, he looked good. Um, Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it was against, uh, against not a very great team, but, you know. Yeah, we'll see. Apparently, <laughs> word on the street is that um, Stafford may be in a situation. I think. Do we speak about this with this Bruce Spinal Cord on the pod? Yeah, we yeah, said yeah. this on the pod already. He might not come back. So they yeah. they want to look at Baker and, and have an idea of what he might be able to be, especially since it didn't cost them anything to get him besides the one point one three million yeah. remaining on his deal. And if they don't like what they see, just let him walk. I kind of like Baker. He's just like yo. I just kind of want to play on a team. That just, wants I just want to get. Yeah, I mean yeah. and. If he can get a, land a spot, is there a better city for Baker's dumbass to be in than L.A.? Yeah, you true. know, that is true. If he can figure it out, we'll see. It'll be interesting for him. That I mean, him coming there could be weird for the immediate future of the team, right? Because now maybe McVeigh hangs around. If it right. if it looks like it's going to work out, McVeigh might hang around a little bit longer. Stafford might leave. You know, it's going to be weird. Or Baker still has an opportunity to play himself onto another team. Could. Plays well this year. Somebody will give him a backup deal at the very worst. He's not one of the, the worst. Texans sign him. He's not going to be one of the worst 64. Oh, or he's now maybe he's entering the bridge quarterback era right. of his career. Yeah. Where he's like a Tarod Taylor or a, um, I want to say Jimmy G, but not really. But Geno Smith. I don't even think Geno is a bridge quarterback. Yeah, he's actually doing pretty well. You know, Tarod Taylor was a huge example of of the bridge for a long time. Oh, Brissett, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett's been a good bridge quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the ultimate bridge quarterback, yeah. you know. And, you know, sometimes you get this bridge position and you just wind up playing too well for them to take you off the field. So it's not over yet for Baker, but 
having two teams move on from you in five years as a number one overall pick is rough stuff. That yeah. usually the numbers say it's not going great. Do we do the, the spreads on this? I got Green Bay minus two and a half. So do I. Um, they're actually minus seven. Okay. <laughs> so no one gets so a point. I might bet on the Rams, dude. Fuck that. The Rams? Oh, because of Baker? It's a little interesting. Because seven, dude? The Packers are trash, too. I mean, we're talking about trash. Yeah. I mean, coming off the bye, though, you don't really think? No? No. I think LaFleur might be part of the problem over there. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I don't don't hate Rams plus seven. Yeah, I don't know. Like we're saying now, Baker winds up coming out fucking swinging. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't right. he? What do you he's have to lose? Not, like you said, he's already been off two teams. You've got absolutely zero to lose. So the final score is 11 to 6. It's rough when you're playing one-on-one and, yeah. and you just have a bad week. It's the first season, Alice, Alice, you know, would decimate me like 14 to 2. Really? Oh, yeah, it would get bad some week. <laughs> it's all right. 11 to 6 I'll take. I don't usually win, so... I think I got two wins this year. Maybe. I think you have two, and I think Jack has two. So Thursday night football. Oh, so obviously we are eliminated from the Vampire League. So we got six good men in there, a few good men playing in the in the tournament to see who wins the grand prize. It's going to be winner take all. We will preview the first round of the playoffs on Thursday's show when we hopefully have Jack and Alicino or at least one of the two of them. Yeah. Thursday Night Football? Yeah. Right? What do you want me to look up for Carolina? Oh, odds to win the division, Carolina. Oh, I already looked that up. That was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All right, yeah. Let me pull up Thursday real quick then. Um, What was Carolina's odds to win the division? Oh, Carolina's odds. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, Sorry, I thought you were looking for the record still. That's my bad. No, no, no. Like the the prop bet. Futures bet, sorry. All right, so Carolina to win their division is going to be plus 300 for them. Um, the Falcons are actually plus 1,200. Yeah, that's not going to happen. The same record. I just think it's interesting. Yeah, I know. Um, I guess while we're here, let's take a look. Um, Bills minus 1,200. The Patriots have better odds to win the division than the Jets somehow. What are the Jets' odds? Plus 10,000. Um, plus ten thousand, really? Eight thousand. Then Dolphins are plus nine hundred. Well, that's because the Patriots beat the Jets twice, and they have the same record right, right just, now. Yeah, that's guess, why. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Um, the rest of these divisions don't even have four teams on them, <laughs> besides the NFC South. Um, for the NFC West, you got the Niners minus twenty five hundred, uh, Seahawks plus fourteen hundred, AFC North Ravens minus one forty five, Bengals plus one fifteen. That's spicy. Yeah, um, might be able to make some good money on the Bengals. And there. then for NFC East, we only got the Eagles minus six fifty, and then the Cowboys plus four fifty for them. So let's see, what are the Jets to make the playoffs? Um, Probably only like plus two hundred. They don't even have them on here. Really? Oh no! First one, I'm dumb. Uh, yes, is plus one fifty. Yeah. No, is minus one ninety. So. 
Well, there I think their odds are like roughly in the mid to high forties right now by one of the by PFF or something like that. ESPN analytics had them at like twenty nine point eight percent, and it's like, well, that's just not right. That's <laughs> that just doesn't seem. PFF like that. disagrees with you by twenty percentage points. Right. So what's good with that, ESPN? <laughs> what's really good with that? San Francisco. The spread was three and a half. Correct. Yeah. Yep. All right. I like touchdown wise. Um, really, anyone on the Niners, the Seahawks defense is not good. Um, I hate to say it because I know you got him, but the absence of Debo, I think, may open up Brandon Ayuk tremendously. I just wrote um, down CMC anytime, Ayuk anytime, yeah. <laughs> Niners minus three and so a half. So we're on the same page. That's like. that's the parlay that I would like to get it odds like on. We're on the same page. Just while we're here and I'm looking, we got a. DK Metcalf's actually plus one sixty five anytime, which I feel like is well decent money. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, I thought he'd be at least maybe plus one ten, maybe even a minus, because who else is scoring on Seattle if Kenneth Walker doesn't play? But they have Walker on here, um, so it's all right. So here's how it goes: Seahawks, Kenneth Walker one hundred five minus one hundred five, Homer plus one twenty five, and then no one shows up again until Lockett at plus one thirty five, basically. But these Niners are all over. I mean, we don't see another. Is Ray Ray on there? Ray Ray is plus 300. Really? Before, That's it? Before Marquise Goodwin at plus 350 and Noah Fon at plus 425. That makes sense to me, though. Yeah. Shanahan just gets down within the fucking 15 yeah. yard line and he's just like, it's silly hours, dude. Time to be silly. Hey, check it out. I'm head coach Kyle Shanahan and I like to be silly. <laughs> Even if it's going to get my player's legs destroyed. Yeah. That man's going to line up George Kittle in the backfield this week. Yeah. Mark my fucking words, dude. George Kittle will be taking a handoff this week. Kyle Shanahan cannot help himself. So your parlay, I just threw it together real quick. Plus 500 for, uh, you took them, you took them as minus three and a half, right? Yeah. Yeah. So minus three and a half McCaffrey and Ayuk is plus 500. I'll take that. I like that a lot. Um, Trying to think of anything else. Like over under, I don't think I'd touch. Um, what if you drop McCaffrey for Kittle? Let's see. Oh, it's going to be probably like plus 700. It's actually plus 1,000 if you switch out Kittle with Ayuk instead. Um, if you switch Kittle, you have Kittle, Ayuk, and minus three and a half. Yep. Yeah. 49ers minus three, anytime for IU for Kittle. The only thing that makes me nervous about Kittle is um, are they going to be having him block more given that Purdy is now playing Yeah, he, he blocks a lot as it is. Right. He doesn't – hasn't had a huge nose for the end zone as of late, and that does kind of scare me too. Yeah. And I probably will just take him out, put McCaffrey back in for plus 500 and call it a day and not be greedy and lose. I'd rather be a little conservative and have a shot at winning than be greedy and never have a chance, you yeah. know? I think what I'm going to do, I'm throwing it together right now, kind of similar to yours, but instead of um, – I'm going to do Niners minus three and a half. It also winds up being plus 1,000. Um, give me Ayuk, and instead of Kittle, I'm going to put DK Metcalf in there, honestly. I really don't think anyone else scores on this offense besides him. Like, I mean, unless – let's just – 
We can go with a safer bet. What's Kittle's individual Walker odds? Um, I'll tell you one second. So that same bet with Walker instead is plus 800. So still not bad. Um, let's see. Kittle for any time? Yeah. Um, oh, boy. He's like, where is he? Oh, sorry. He's plus 200 for George Kittle. Yeah, if anything, you might not parlay that and just do it on the side. Yeah. Maybe just do your own little Kittle and, and Niners minus three and a half little side bet that way. No. Marquis Goodwin plus three fifty is not bad. I feel like he randomly catches like something. Yeah, I just feel like he always gets popped at the two. Yeah, that's true. Like, <laughs> he does. He doesn't have that get out of my way in him, you know. Um, Niners defense plus five hundred. Um, always interesting. <laughs> always very interesting. Um, Juwan Jennings is actually plus two forty five. And is, Jordan Mason is plus 250. Is there over under interceptions on Big Cock Brock? Let's see. Hits on pass attempts. Let's see picks. Would it be under pass attempts? Or yeah, usually. Defensive, you would think, right? Now that I'm thinking about it. No, well, if you're taking the quarterback for interceptions, it should be in passing. I don't see it here. Yeah, I got touchdowns, yards, and old units on both. Right. I'll see if I can pull it up. Actually, you know who might have it? Yeah, I do not. I, I do not have. Interceptions anywhere yet either. Touchdowns right now, or uh, props rather. I don't see anything up for him. Yeah, I don't have anything up on Purdy right now. Maybe they don't even know what to do because well, only played one. Let's game. remember, and we'll <laughs> revisit the Purdy situation on Thursday show. Yeah. But yeah, I like um, I like Niners minus three and a half. Uh, give me Ayuk, like I said, and I'll probably take Metcalf. The plus one thousand feels nicer than plus eight hundred, and it doesn't seem too far fetched. I mean, yeah, that that seems Ayuk, Metcalf, and and Niners three and a half. That doesn't seem out of the out of the realm of possibility. But they never do, you know. They just never do. They definitely don't. Tevin Coleman, totally forgot about him. Um, yeah, he was like on and off the Jets early in the year. Sorry, I'm just kind of Brock Purdy to run one, and it's plus five fifty. LeCron Treadwell, 49ers for him? Or is he on the Seahawks? Uh, that's a good fucking question, dude. Totally forgot about him, too. I'm just putting together one more real quick. Go McCaffrey, at least 101 rushing yards. <laughs> McCaffrey, at least one touchdown. San Fran, minus three and a half. That's plus 425. That's not bad. No. It's not bad at all. If you bad Seahawks defense. Bad Seahawks defense, you know, with as good as, as Big Cock has been. He, uh, you know, he's still Mr. Alvin, still rookie quarterback, still started the year as the third string. They're already making this third or third, actually. They're already yeah, dude, they can't wait. What if I told you? Yeah. What if I told you? That a relevancy could become relevant. Oh, that's exactly what it's going to be. ESPN Films. Like and Taika Waititi present 
big cock Brock. <laughs> no, what it would be would be like pretty damn good or something. <laughs> That's probably what it would be. Or like pretty irrelevant. <laughs> oh god. Something dumb. Oh man. So yeah, that's that's plus four twenty five. You probably get a little bit better odds if you wait on it a little bit longer. Yeah. And then I had McCaffrey anytime, Ayuk anytime, Niners minus three and a half. That's plus five hundred. That's pretty much all I feel on Thursday. I expect yeah. the Niners to win this I game think handedly. It's be a thrashing. Um, I'll probably have the game off by the third quarter because it'll probably just be what it is. It'll just be a regular Thursday night game. Yeah, we're just gonna night. we're gonna yeah. turn on Elf and call yeah, it a night. I watched Elf this year. What? I already watched them. So what? I can't watch it twice. Could watch what? You could, in one week, maybe not. <laughs> That's what you I'm saying. I just you could get Elf in like five times in a season, though, for sure. In a, in a holiday season, I could get Elf in five times. I haven't watched it yet once. I've never watched any of that time, to be honest. Really? I'd be hard-pressed to find a movie I've watched. Ah, uh, super bad. I've probably watched five times. Batman? Actually, Hot Rod, I've probably watched five times. No, I've probably seen Batman like twice. Dark Knight? Twice, maybe three times. Really? Yeah. I've seen The Dark Knight like 15 times. Really? Yeah. I watch yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you I crush movies. movies. I've probably know. seen the original, well, I don't want to say original six, but the original Star Wars and then the prequel Star Wars, the four, five, six, one, two, three. Yeah. Probably 20 times a piece minimum. The yeah. original three, I've probably seen 30 times each. The original like, I've probably seen at least five times, just given like how often I watch them. Harry Potter, like I've... Yeah. I've probably all eight of the movies combined. I've probably watched them all around a hundred times. Like, it's absurdity. Yeah, that's that's wild. That's wild. Yeah, well, at some point in my life, I moved on past just putting on Sports Center and going to bed. And, and I would just something. like, yeah, I'm gonna because I'm just gonna put on Sports Center and then scroll Twitter for an hour and a half and not actually hear any news anyway. I'm not. Right. I'm gonna get it all on Twitter while it's coming at me on Sports Center. <laughs> So eventually, we're just gonna put movies on it's it, right? you know? Yeah, yeah, it's a real millennial move. I don't need Sports Center anymore. I have Sports. This it's called Twitter, dude. I'll put it on though, just so I can look at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anything else? No, I'm pretty good. Go to all the fishing show. Wonder what that's all about. <laughs> <laughs> what's What's unlike the rest? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alcino and Jack. You yelled at Jack on Thursday. And, well, I yelled at Jack on Thursday in a silly way. A tough time, so. I yelled at Jack in a silly way on Thursday. Because, gotcha, you gotcha. know, he was being silly. And I was like, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> shut your dumb mouth. Yeah, see, you know, it's just a choice of words, really. I think that, that <laughs> yeah, made, I mean, it, look, made it a little different. <laughs> you just be less aggressive when you're wrong. That's all I'm saying. If he wasn't so aggressively wrong, I wouldn't have been so overcorrective about it. You know, but it. it. It is what it is. I know what you're talking about. We're brought to you by House of Havoc Podcasting, Tiger Pack Productions, Sachi Di Denaro, State Thirsty Company, Dino Skate Park, and Justin's Chop Shop of West Hampton Beach. Peace out. Stay tuned. <laughs>